All right. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Christian Bond, and you're joining me on the Stories of King Arthur and His Knights podcast as I make my morning commute to work. The story that I've picked out for today is a very popular story, um, and it is Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. This story has been retold by lots of people, including one of my personal favorite authors, J.R.R. Tolkien. So I'm real excited to do this uh, story today, and let's get into it. So it's the end of the year, and at the end of the year, King Arthur always had a big feast for all of his knights to come to. And at the feast, they would tell of their feats of the last year, whatever great accomplishments they had, you know, they would just speak about it. It was a great time, lots of food, lots of drinking, and everyone looked forward to it. So everyone's there having a great time. King Arthur's making a toast. In the middle of his toast, the doors to the hall just burst open and in it rides this extremely large man on an extremely large horse um, and the horse is green the man's wearing green armor and he's got green hair and a green beard and he rides right into the middle of the room and says is this King Arthur and his knights and King Arthur says yeah that's us You've, you found us how can we help you and the knight says well I understand that you guys are the bravest, most courageous knights, and I want to put a challenge out to you guys. And King Arthur says, okay, sure, what, what's your challenge? And the green knight says, I've got this axe here, and I challenge one of your knights to hit me with this axe. And then in one year and one day's time, come find me at the green chapel and I will deliver to him the same blow that he delivered to me with the same axe. And King Arthur says, any knights be willing to do it? Pretty soon all the knights are real interested in their food and their drink. Nobody's making eye contact. Everyone's just looking around. And King Arthur's starting to get a little bit frustrated because nobody's stepping up to it. So King Arthur says, all right, if none of you will do it, I'll do it. And he walks down there and he grabs the axe from the green knight. And as soon as he takes the axe, his nephew and best friend, Gawain, jumps up and says, Arthur, I can't let you do it. This is the responsibility of a knight. Give me that axe. I'll do it. Even though I'm young, uh, I'm not afraid. And so King Arthur hands him the axe. And Sir Gawain, you know, gets the heft of the axe, sizes up this green knight, swings back, and then with one swing, he chops the head of the green knight clean off. And the head falls to the ground. So the head falls on the ground. Everyone's shocked that that's what he did. The green knight, without a moment's hesitation, reaches down, picks up the head, his own head, and says, all right, Sir Gawain, I'll see you in a year and one day. And everyone's super shocked by it. It's mo- least, like, most of all, Gawain. And he's all of a sudden overcome with like regret of like oh my goodness what did I do I'm gonna have to come find this guy in a year and it's gonna be awful because he's gonna chop my head off the green knight gets on his horse and then rides right out of the banquet hall without ever putting his head back on his body the year goes by everyone forgets about it pretty quick except for Gwen, who's got this pit this gnawing in the pit of his stomach the, the whole year and it's getting on towards fall and King Arthur and Gwen are talking around the fire one night and Gwen's kind of expressing his 
apprehension about going after this green knight in the green chapel and King Arthur lets him know like well you, you promised that you'd do it so you do need to fulfill your word and Gawain says oh there's no question in that it's just I'm real nervous about this I've been asking around about the green chapel nobody seems to have ever heard of it before uh, I don't know where to find it you know I, there's a lot of problems with this and King Arthur says, you know, I understand completely. How about we throw you a little party? You'll take off the next day. Go on a quest looking for this green ch uh, chapel. And I'm sure I'm sure everything will work out just fine. And Gawain says, you know what? I really would appreciate that. That would be very nice. And uh, King Arthur says, all right, we'll plan it for all Hallows Eve. So on Halloween, they have a big party. Gawain... You know, is able to see all of his friends. They're all able to wish him goodbye and good luck on his quest. Um, some of them a little bit worried that they may n never see him again. But all having, like, that most faith in him that he will at least be brave and courageous in his dealings of what happens. So Gawain takes off, and he looks for the Green Chapel for weeks. And he's unable to find anything. He can't find anyone that's even heard of it. So finally, in frustration, after weeks of camping in the wilderness and sleeping in the rain, he kneels down and he prays and he asks for guidance as to where he can find this green chapel. And as he finishes his prayer, he opens up his eyes and he looks out and he sees the sun setting behind this hill. And it looks just as if there's something man-made just on the other side of the hill. And so he says, you know, even if that's not the Green Chapel, it'll be at least a place where I probably can get a place to sleep and a bed and get out of this weather for a little bit. So he rides over there, and the people are just overjoyed to have a Knight of King Arthur's Court stay with them. So they make him, they put him up in a great room. They make him this beautiful bed, and the lord of the castle, his name is Bert Bertilak, and he says... You know, I'm going out hunting tomorrow. Would you care to join me? And Sir Gawain says, uh, You know, I'm, I've been really tired. You know, it's been a long month. I don't think I'm up for hunting tomorrow. And the Lord of the Castle says, Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. How about we make a little wager then, or a little deal? And Sir Gawain says, oh, Okay, sure, I'll, I'll make a deal with you. And Bertilak says... How about whatever I get out get while I'm out hunting tomorrow, I'll give to you in exchange for whatever you get in the castle. And Sir Gawain, clearly not expecting to receive anything in the castle tomorrow, is a little confused by it, but he agrees to it. And the Bertilak, um, you know, he's about to leave the room when Sir Gawain says, Hey, you wouldn't happen to know if there was a green chapel around here anywhere. And Bertilak responds... Actually, yeah, there is. It's it's only like a day's ride from here. And Sir Gawain says, oh, great. That means I could probably stay here for the next three days or so. And uh, Bertilak says, oh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, be, you'd be welcome to stay here even longer if you needed, but we'd be happy to have you for those three days. And Gawain says, great, goes to sleep. In the morning, Bertilak goes off, um, goes off hunting with his hunting party, and Sir Gawain stays at home, and in the morning he hears a little knock at the door, and then somebody rushes into the room, unannounced, uninvited, and Gawain's 
laying there in his bed and this beautiful woman comes in and starts speaking with him. And he asks her name and she kind of refuses to answer but just starts asking him a bunch of questions and flirting with him and it's pretty apparent and within a few moments that this woman is coming on to Gwen pretty strong. And Gwen refuses her advances and she's, you know, a little disappointed but she says, you know, you've refused my advances which is fine but how about you allow me to kiss you? And Gwen kind of wants to get her out of the room. Also, she's a beautiful woman, so he says, you know, one kiss would be fine. I'll, I'll be, I'm fine with that. And so she gives him a kiss, and she leaves his room, and Gwen goes about his day. And later, the, the Lord of the Castle comes back with the prizes that they've got from hunting, and they've got several deer. And so... He says to Gwen, you know, all these deers are yours. What did you receive today? And Gwen says, well, the only thing I really received today was just one small kiss on the cheek. And the lord of the castle, Bertilak, he points to his cheek and says, all right, put her there, pal. And Gwen says, really? Do you want me to kiss you? And he says, the deal is a deal. Gwen says, okay, I guess so. This is not what I'm really into, but a deal is a deal. So, so he kisses him on his cheek and goes about his party. The next day, uh, Bertilak goes out hunting again. Um, the same agreement is there. You know, whatever they get, they'll give to each other. And the same woman comes in to his room. And this time, Gwen immediately recognizes her as Bertilak's wife. And so she starts coming on to him again, and he refuses her again, and he says, look, we really can't do this. I'm really uncomfortable with this since, you know, your husband is, is my host, and I, I just, I really can't. And she says, okay, that's fine. Once again, how about uh, I give you two kisses today, though? And Gwen, in an effort to get her out of there, and also, once again, because she is very attractive woman says I'm okay with two kisses so she kisses him twice and she leaves Bertilak returns from his hunting he says oh we got a wild boar we got several birds and they're all yours what did you receive today and Sir Gwen says well all I got was two kisses and the lord of the castle points at his cheek Sir Gwen says all right I guess we're doing this again so he kisses him twice on his bearded cheek and then goes about his evening. And third day, the woman comes into his room again. And Gwen is like, look, like we've been through this before. Like, you are this guy's husband. I can't, I can't do it. I can't go through with this with you. And she says, okay. Well, how about today? Three kisses. And so she kisses him three times. And then as she's walking out the door, she also says, I've got another gift for you. And... Gwen says, all right, what is it? And she takes off this green sash around her waist. And she says, this is for you. And he says, all right, thank you for it. And she says, and it's not just a sash, it's a magic sash. And the person wearing it cannot be hurt. You can be cut or stabbed with it and no harm will befall you. And He's real excited about this because knowing that in a few days he's probably going to have someone try to chop off his head, this could be really handy. So he takes it from her and thanks her and she leaves. Bertilak comes home 
Um, he said, oh, today was a real bad day out hunting. All I got was this mangy fox. Would you like it? And Gwen says, yeah, but, you know, a deal's a deal. And then Bertolak asks Gwen, what did you receive today? And Gwen says, all I got today was three kisses. Bertolak gives him kind of a knowing look and says, are you sure that's all you received today? And Gwen swears, oh, I, I swear all I got today was the three kisses. Of course, not wanting to give up this precious green sash that could come in so valuable to him. So, Bertolak says, all right, well, if that's all you got then, I'll take the three kisses. And so, Gwen kisses him again on the cheek three times and goes about his, goes about the party. The next morning, Gwen leaves the castle. They've given him just detailed instructions on how to find this green chapel and Gwen finds it, sure enough, within the day. He gets there, he looks around, he doesn't see any horses or any signs of anyone else in there. So he goes into the green chapel and he says, well, I'm here, I might as well pray a little bit since I may meet my demise here in a few moments. He's praying when the doors open, in walks this tall, strong, green-clad knight with green hair and green beard. And he says, ah, Sir Gwaine, I've been expecting this day for a long time. Are you ready to receive your blow? And Gwaine says, I am. And he kneels down in front of the knight and bares his neck for him. And the knight brings down the axe as hard as he can and stops just a hair's breadth before he would chop into Sir Gwaine's neck. And Sir Gwaine breathes a sigh of relief. And the Green Knight says, let me try one more time. So he brings down the axe as hard as he can. Millimeters before hitting his neck, it stops. And Gwen once again breathes a sigh of relief. He says, oh, phew. And the Green Knight says, last try. He brings down the axe, and this time he nicks Gwen, just barely on the side of his neck, but enough to cause him to bleed. Gwen grabs the side of his neck, starts bleeding, says, that's it. Our conditions have been satisfied you know I'm, I'm free to go and the green knight starts laughing and Gwen is a little bit confused by the laughter and Gwen says why are you laughing and the green knight says well I'll might as well let you in on on a little bit of information I'm the same lord of the castle whose house you've been staying at for the last three days and Gwen says Bertolak and he's like yep that's me and you know I just thought I would go out and see if you knights are really what you're cracked up to be and I have to say I'm pretty impressed you rode all the way out here to find me knowing very well that doing so might be the end of your life and then even when I tempted you in my home you know you refused my wife's temptation and in addition to that you were almost completely honest with me in your dealings although you did hold back that green sash and Gwen is pretty embarrassed now. Uh, he had no idea, of course. And uh, Bertolak says, you know what? I've got one last challenge for you. You can leave with your life intact, and you can leave with that green sash, which actually will protect you. But when you return to King Arthur's court, I encourage you or challenge you to tell this story in its entirety um, and with complete honesty about the events that happened. Don't sugarcoat anything. 
don't try to put yourself in a more flattering light. Just go back and tell this story just as it happened. And Gawain, kind of realizing that he's learned his lesson, says, you know what, that is something I'll be happy to do. So he returns to King Arthur's court, who, and King Arthur is just ecstatic that he was able to return in great condition. And King Arthur asks the story, and Gawain says, this is a good story, we should get a few more people here. So they get a few people there, and Gawain tells the story, and they're all just so impressed with Gawain and his courage, and also at his ability to tell this story that you know, definitely didn't make him look the greatest at times, but so honestly. And King Arthur's so impressed, he says, you know what, for this year what we'll do is that all of the knights and all of the ladies, we are going to wear a green sash in remembrance of your courage and also of your integrity and honesty. And so for all the rest of that year, in honor of Sir Gawain, all of the knights, King Arthur included, wore a little ribbon of green on their armor or on their clothes wherever they went and this concludes the story of sir Gawain and the green knight so thanks for joining me on my commute here didn't get hawked at today so that was great although this guy is stopping for no reason but um like i said thanks for joining me if you have questions or you want uh, to request a specific story feel free to email me at king arthur nightstories at gmail.com I'd be happy to uh, look into any stories you recommend there's lots of stories to choose from and once again thanks for joining me on my commute I hope you have a great day